Lockdown Diaries with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 18 or 19. Hi everyone, it's Jack. Uh, I hope you are well. I am recording this on Monday afternoon, 20th of April. Um, I have, Mondays is usually my day off from work. But I had to uh, uh, schedule a phone call for Monday morning. So I'm splitting my day off this week between Monday afternoon and Wednesday afternoon. Which is fine. I didn't really like to have the free day weekend. But having a bit of time off of the week is also fine as well. So that's all okay. Um, I'm just going to talk about a few general things really. Uh, stuff that's happened over the weekend and whatnot. Um, nothing very specific, um, but yeah, I didn't, you know, it's a diary, just telling you what's going on really. Um, I'm recording this line on my bed, usually, as you probably have become aware if you're a regular listener to this diary, I uh, record them when I'm walking the dog, Ludo, which is nice because I feel a bit self-conscious talking, and if I'm not in the house to do it, that's okay, and anyone passing by unless they're following me <laughs> we'll probably just assume I'm on a on a hands-free hands-free voice call I believe is what you would call that uh, but yeah Lauren's having a nap Janet's outside sunbathing so I should be all right really <laughs> it's a bit silly really because then I put it on the internet for anyone to listen to so I don't know why I'd feel so self-conscious but you know I do so there you are um, yeah, good stuff. I always think it's weird when you see someone approaching on the pavement, not at the moment, but generally, uh, who's on a hands-free just talking, because you think, oh no, here comes here comes someone talking to themselves. Are they going to, I don't know, is this going to be an issue? But then it never is. And even if they were talking to themselves, it probably wouldn't be an issue anyway, would it? It's a bit prejudiced of me. Just check my prejudices. Anyway, what's been going on? Well, Saturday night, I made a major step forward with uh, home hairdressing, <laughs> and I shaved my head. I have given myself a three millimeter buzz cut all over. I have been described as looking like a happier Jason Statham, which I'm quite pleased with about that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I think when the lockdown was first first sort of announced I think the first weekend while I was at Janet's house before I moved back here I gave myself a but well a shaved with my electric razor thing and that was 13 millimeter sort of experimental but I've gone gone further now uh the reasons are manifold I uh I'm losing my hair I think that is fair to say 31 and it's starting to thin out quite drastically which uh I don't know. I've asked Lauren to tell me when it starts looking silly and I'll just shave it all off. But I don't think she has the same aesthetic sensibilities as me about it. So, yeah, I sort of had made my peace with the fact that at some point I'm going to have to start shaving my head anyway. So as not to look like with the sort of strands of straggly thin, thinning hair, which I don't think is a good look. Um, so it's kind of an experiment for that. Being in lockdown and not going out to stuff means, you know, it's experimental people on zoom 
I don't know if they can see you on Zoom, but who cares really? So there was that. So it seemed as good a time as any to give it a shave. I understand some nurses in the NHS and things are shaving their heads to prevent the spread of the virus. I can't really say that that's at the forefront of my mind, but hey, it might help. And yeah, I'm quite pleased with the results really, so I did it myself. I didn't tell Lauren I was doing it. I went for a run on Saturday, which went okay. Uh, and came back, had a shower and just went for it, shaved the head and then got back in the shower to wash away all the tiny bits of hair. Hate that. Whenever you go to a hairdresser, you've just got, ugh, not a, not a nice thing. But yeah, and then I went downstairs and she was quite agog, um, quite shocked, a bit appalled, I think, on Saturday night. But by Sunday evening, she said she quite liked it. So I think, I think every time I have a haircut, she's always a bit shocked and suspicious that I'm not the same person. So anyway, that was that. And the major upshot is, I go to the hairdressers about four times a year. And I go to the cheapest one available, which is about £9 in this neck of the woods. I know, tell me about it. Uh, so I've saved myself uh, about £36 a year on haircuts. And I mean, obviously, if it's £9, I tend to just round it up to a tenner for a tip anyway. So more like 40 quid, to be honest. So that's good. I noticed on the Guardian website this morning, they had a little reader submission form for people that have been shaving their heads so i wrote in about that and uh, well not shaving the heads trying hairdressing at home so yeah sent them a picture and um and a little description so maybe they'll run with that maybe that'll be the front page news in the next few days so that's i guess the most major thing that happened sundays is uh is also my day for phone calling really so i tend to call my ma'am on uh, Sunday evenings and my friend Phil every couple of Sundays and I also give granny a call as well yesterday just to um, keep in touch with her all seemed okay my sister and her daughter as you may be aware are staying with my ma'am so it was actually my sister that picked up the phone we had a good long chat with her she's concerned about schooling and stuff she works in a school um, uh, particularly with young people that are at risk of exclusion and things like that and works with them. Very concerned about, well, there are things put in place, but about young people that are disadvantaged, not being able to come into school, they're probably not getting fed as good as they should be and could be at more risk. And she said without wishing to stereotype that a lot of these children, are their parents are carers, they may not be the kind of people that take a lot of attention to the news or government advice and things, so there's probably a lot of risk with them being in school and out of school, but obviously it's catch me too, because then the school's open is also a risk. So yeah, talked about that a bit. She had a idea really that we should do away with the six-week summer holidays. She thinks we should have shorter terms and shorter holidays. To, again just to reduce the extent amount of time that young people are at risk or out of school and just make everyone's lives a bit easier and to be honest while it's all shut down it'd be a great time for the dfe to maybe come in with some guidance like that but you know it would surprise me if uh if the government was as far-sighted as that to really start thinking about the opportunities they can have to improve the world after after we come out the other side of this whole things, but we will see. And Phil, my friend who I spoke to, he, he's the one that had the baby the other day. So we had a little 
compared notes without that. We're expecting what to do in hospital. Oh, he's just had his second, so that was good. That was good to chat about that. Apparently, and this is news to me, but like when you've got a baby, and particularly if you've got a baby and a two-year-old, you don't end up getting a lot of sleep, which is uh, surprising. No one, no one said anything about that. I really do like my sleep, so that's uh, that's a concern. Uh, <laughs> on Sunday afternoon as well, the aforementioned Comics Youth CIC did their um, radio broadcast. And Jack, uh, I'm Jack. Matt and I got our shout out which was lovely gave a little highlight to our comic book which is free for anyone that wants to download it at the moment so that was really cool and played song request uh shamir who i've been uh well i've liked shamir for a while but um uh they've just put out a new album which is pretty good shamir is a multi-instrumentalist singer songwriter person and uh, it's quite hard to nail down the sound because they do quite, like, sort of EDM-y kind of things, but also quite grungy indie rock kind of stuff too, and all the points in between. So it hits a lot of spots for me. Uh, and yeah, they're really good. They put an album out every year as well, which I think I've mentioned is something I like to see in a musical artist. So go check out Shamir. The new album's called Cataclysm. And do check out Comics Radio, because the radio show was good and played a really good playlist. A very, very, uh, to my tastes and things. So that was cool. Uh, I've been, what else has been going on? I made a really nice pasta bake on uh, Saturday, I think it was. The pasta bake is a relatively recent addition to my cooking reference. I say a recent the last three or four years probably never really i don't know, I make pasta and sauce and stuff but i never thought to bake it afterwards until then and it's a game changer as <laughs> i'm sure everyone else in the world is aware of um but i made a really good one i don't know i think i think it's the whole sun-dried tomatoes vibe that i'm riding at the moment and the red wine vinegar just tangy and i put a bit of chili in there as well so tangy and spicy and cheesy and tomatoey and just really good <laughs> it was fab yeah sorry that sounds a lot like i'm blowing my own trumpet and i am but <laughs> i just i just thought i did a really good job with the pasta bake it's not a hard dish is it but you know you can the, the easiest stuff to get right it's just really easy to get right sometimes so yeah pasta bake can't go wrong uh, so that, I've been eating that. I've still got a couple of portions left from it because I made a big old batch of it. And yeah, had some yesterday. Had a bad day food-wise yesterday. Had sort of normal meals and things. And then at the end of the day, I decided to take a mag massive bag of crisps and an entire tub of ice cream and shortly before bed. And I lay in bed with my tummy bloated wanting to expel things from every end I have and just thought what a stupid mistake to make. how old are you you are too old to do stupid things like that and particularly too old to metabolize it so <laughs> horrible I have operated um I can't really say it without operating it again but um the uh, popular search engine that creates the operating system for my phone has an automated voice assistant and somehow I 
activated it there. I don't know if it came up on the audio or not, but that's an interesting pause. Yeah, what was I talking about? Eating too much ice cream. Jeez, what a what a what a pathetic life I lead. Anyway, uh, not much more else to say. Uh, I have been reading recently um, the comic series Giant Dares by John Allison, of whom I'm a big fan. Um, sort of a counted John Allison. Um, Matt and I, I think it might have been the first comic con we ever did, an early one anyway. We were sat next to him on the table because they had uh, arranged the tables in Artist's Alley alphabetically an alien in the outfield came right next to John Allison so we were next to him and our sort of loud abrasive uh ways uh next to his quite quiet stuff <laughs> so probably a bit of a clash there but I bought some of his things and he's a he's a really good uh, he's a really good storyteller and comic artist so if he doesn't actually illustrate giant days the artists on giant days uh, I've got the copy here. They've just I'm on volume two and they've changed artists halfway through. So let me get this right. Uh, Lisa Trayman and Max Sarin. Uh, so yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I think Trayman probably did the first uh, run, and then I think Sarin has taken over going forward. I think I read that, but let me know if I'm wrong about that. Uh, which is really great. Um, yeah, I've I've liked some of his other stuff. So he did he did a lot of web comics which are really good. Um, Bad Machinery and Scary Go Around, are things to check out. Um, but he did a two issue series called Expecting to Fly, which is just one of the best comics I've ever read. Really, I think it probably helps. I assume was vaguely similar generational wise and demographic wise, and I think he must be. Maybe he's not. I don't know. <laughs> he's not from London. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> from what I've read, uh, I think he is from a small town. And there's a lot of his stuff is sort of about small town vibes and growing up and going to university and things. Um, which is all stuff I can relate to and, again, have a similar sense of humour to him, I think. Um, but, yeah, Giant Dares is about three young women at university. And that's it. It's not really about, well, as I say, I have read the first two volumes and it's not really about much other than their lives and relationships and just general funniness. It's it's just good, clean fun. That sounds really lame phrase, doesn't it? But um, yeah, it's, I guess it's nice to read something that doesn't have some overarching, massive, world-endangering uh plot thread it's just nice to read about people and so far they seem to all get on and like each other and i quite like um stories where people aren't at odds with each other all the time maybe it's just my anti-conflict nature but um yeah um it's uh, just very good read at the moment i'll probably be a bit more fulsome on this when i've read more but um yeah just sort of positive stories i think um yeah Sorry, that was really, uh, it, I'm enjoying it a lot more than that sort of slightly half-hearted recommendation seemed to suggest. But it is good. It is good. Um, and maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll speak more on that another time. Perhaps when I have a clearer picture of the whole thing.
Um, yeah, I mean, just on like that idea I just touched on there about stories where people get on with people, get on with each other more than is, well, it seems to be a bit of a rare thing, really. One, um, not comic series, but book series that I really enjoy is um, The Expanse, uh, which you might have seen or heard. It's been adapted by Amazon into a series. And one of my biggest sort of, I watched the series over Christmas, uh, which after a little bit of initial inertia, I really, really liked, but they did an excellent job of adapting it. Um, but what I really like about the books, it's about a very brave thumbnail. <laughs> it's about a bunch of people on a spaceship doing stuff. And the sort of four-person crew, as it starts out with, they really get on with each other and they're sort of a little family unit and they're sort of that way inclined from the very start more or less and well, that was my reading of it anyway and I just really like that it's just nice to read about people getting on and doing things well and not you know interpersonal conflict and drama but um in the television series certainly in the first series um they're they don't do that so they don't trust each other and there's a lot of putting people at odds and stuff with each other and i get that sort of create a bit of drama for television and i see why they've done that but and it does work i think and yeah it does work on the sh on the show but as someone that really loved the books and really loved that dynamic it was a bit of a a beat of a shock not a shock that's the wrong word a bit disconcerting and maybe not really like the television program at first but um it is really good, and you should watch that if you like science fiction. <laughs>